Welcome back to the show. It's episode 69, and this is the Brother to Brother podcast. Yeah! A podcast that is part therapy, part tongue-in-cheek, and all real talk. As always, we ask that you please rate, review, and subscribe, and share with others. Um, yeah, so, uh, with me as always is my co-host, Jonathan. How you doing? I'm Jonathan, a.k.a. Chaco, a.k.a. Chaco Thunder, a.k.a. Chaco Lips, a.k.a. Chocolicious, a.k.a. Party John. I'm doing well, Reg. How you doing? I'm doing just great. Uh, we got a lot to talk about. We got the Carson Corner. We got what's going on. But before we do that, um, we're going to borrow something from one of our favorite podcasts. And I think we're going to sprinkle some of these things throughout this podcast. But uh, we're, we'll be talking about uh, Costa Rica. We'll be talking about... Manchester United about Ruth Bader Ginsburg, Trump and Colin Kaepernick and a bunch of other stuff. Before we do that, uh, we're going to get to know each other a bit more. Um, and uh, we're going to start out with uh, overrated, underrated and a uh, myth. So uh, without further ado. Being fans of podcasts and podcasters ourselves, uh, we wanted to give a different spin on things and take some of our favorite aspects of other podcasts and do them here. For you all. So starting out, we're going to do um, the the four main questions for the Daily Zeitgeist. For those of you, um, hopefully you listen. If you don't, you should really check it out. Miles Gray and Jack O'Brien are really funny. Their guests are great. And they talk about topics that um, are current. Some that, are, that I had no idea existed, like big dick toilets. And just lots of cool stuff. But Reg, we're going to start out. What's something about your recent search history that says something about you? Um, recently, and it's because of the data that I guys I looked up uh, <laughs> bespoke because <laughs> they have the ad going. Oh, nice. <laughs> um, there's like uh, they keep talking about um, bespoke coffins and, and stuff like that, and it's about it's an ad for um, GoDaddy, I think, and um, and and they keep saying it like it's one of those things where like you hear people keep saying something so much that it begins, you know, you begin to think, am I using this word correctly? You know, does this mean what I think it means? So I, I looked up bespoke and I was like, yeah, it means what I thought it meant. So anyone who doesn't know, it just means, um, particular, like, like a bespoke, anything is something that's made to someone specific, um, like qualities or dimensions or something like that. So that's all that means. I mean, I knew that, but it's just I kept hearing it so much. It's like I, I gotta look this up, cause like who who makes bespoke coffins? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, well, something about my recent uh, search history is a lot of stuff about steering columns, and that was because um, our car broke after getting a repair, then had something else break on it, and unfortunately, the part that broke was basically a manufacturer defect. Uh, that Ford fucked up, and upon a recall, they just recalibrated one piece instead of actually replacing the steering column, guaranteeing that anyone who drove it long enough would have to replace it. Uh, it sucked. It was expensive, but we ended up not going through Ford and getting someone who was able to do it for a lot cheaper. So fuck you, Ford, and um, I never want to have to look at steering column information ever again. I don't know why you would buy a American car in the first place. My wife bought the car, mm -hmm. uh, and it has treated us well. Literally, this is 
this model, this one year, the model doesn't have a liquid um, power steering. It has this electrical steering. And because of that, this one defect goes out. If it was an uh, 09 or 07, we would not have this problem. It's For one year, they did this, and we just happened to have that model. Hmm. It's fucked up. Yeah, but you're, you're saying that your next car is probably going to be an American car, right? Yeah, but those are going through uh, Mary Kay. Those are car. Oh. Those car. That car will be leased, and then we may decide to buy it. But I don't think we'll we'll buy the Equinox just because it's a small SUV, and we need a big one that can carry shit to the beach. Hmm. Yeah, that's something I'm gonna have to do when I get up there buy a new car because I don't think I want to be running around in a Toyota Corolla up in New England areas. I mean, not that I'm saying like. It's not a good car. It is. I love my Corolla, but I think I'm, I'm going to get a CRV or something like that. CRVs are good cars. Uh, I know a couple people have them up here. They do well in the snow. Um, Rich, what's something that's overrated? Hot takes. I think hot takes are overrated. A lot of people come out with their hot takes and I go, oh, this might be a hot take. And it, whenever I hear somebody say this might be a hot take or this is a hot take, I hear I'm going to be an asshole right now. Sorry, not sorry. And, and, and I think it's mostly from people who aren't all that funny. Like, I think, you know, if you're going to say something controversial or something, that's got to hit. you got to make sure that it hits. And a lot of people are just saying things to get under people's skin, and that kind of, like, bugs me. That's why, like, I try not to do hot takes because, you know, I just think that you're trying to be funny and being offensive. And, like, there are a lot of people... That I've muted just for that that very reason. Because it's like, okay, you're just trying to be funny by being offensive, and that's just not all that funny to me. Hmm. Um, well, for me, something that's overrated is followers on Twitter. Um, especially those people who think that, like, the number of followers gives them some level of credibility. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, there are these people who are like, you'll be having a discussion and then as or a debate and as they begin to lose, they're like, man, why should I even listen to you? You only have this many followers and I have 5K followers. And you're like, you know, most of those are bots. And based on your personality, you probably bought the other 2,000. Yeah, not only that, but what does that mean? What does that prove? And what does that mean? Exactly. Do you know all 5,000 of those people? Are they going to come to your funeral? No, then like. Those are just basically digital pixels just floating out there. Um, so, yeah, I find that to be super overrated. I think it's kind of cool that most of the people I follow either follow me and we interact or they're people I know and have met or could meet if I wanted to and wouldn't feel like I was going to get murdered. Mm-hmm. Um, What's something that's underrated? Um... This goes along kind of with my my overrated, but uh, the the mute button. I think that is fucking underrated. Like, you used to your only recourse used to be just to to block somebody on Twitter, but now you can mute them. And I uh, there's something about muting somebody that is so satisfying because like you don't necessarily want to have no interaction with that person. You just want to limit the interaction. And like there are some things where actually muting or blocking somebody prevents other interactions with other people that you want to interact with like for instance if you're in dm threads with people and you block them then they get kicked out or you get kicked out and like 
that's just not helpful for anybody really so like yeah so I, I appreciate the mute function because there are just some people I just don't need to hear from and like whenever I meet somebody later on I'll be like why did I meet this person I'll unmute them and uh, without fail within an hour or two I'll be like oh yeah now I remember why I muted that person um, my underrated is grocery stores. And I feel like this isn't hammered home enough. Like, of all the things I think Americans take for granted, it's fucking grocery stores. Like, I was in grocery store two days ago. I got an Asian pear. I got a couple of mangoes, a pineapple, strawberries, and apples from New York. I got stuff from all around the damn globe. All in one section of the grocery store. The idea that you can go in and get just about any sauce, any type of fruit, most vegetables. Uh, obviously, meat's a little different because just you know it takes a while for it to. You're not getting Argentine beef no matter where, unless you're going to a butcher and a specialized butcher at that. But grocery stores give you access to so much great things, and it's all there. And every time I go to Europe, I'm reminded that you know. That's not the way it is. You know, there are obviously cities that have giant grocery stores, but there are also lots of towns and portions of major European cities that don't. They're just mom and pops. You know, you got to go to the fruit place, and then you got to go to the fish market, and then you got to go to this place. Grocery stores, super, super, super underrated. Yeah, um, I got to agree because I would not have thought of a grocery store as rated, period, <laughs> over or under, so... Maybe. And if you have diabetes or gluten allergy or peanut allergy or specialized needs, the grocery store, well, you can get all that stuff right how there. How do you feel about oh. online shopping like Amazon and stuff like that? No, I don't trust anyone else to pick my food out, man. I don't trust them to pick my boxes out. I don't know if they're going to check all the labels. Because I check the labels when I'm looking for the – you know, they're just going to grab a milk. I want the milk that has the longest – expiration date i want to get the best bananas not the one or maybe you know, i want a bunch of small bananas instead of a bunch of large bananas you know i i don't trust online shopping i think that's just another dependence that when the power grid eventually goes down for like three days some point in the near future that it's going to drive people crazy you're just gonna people are gonna lose it mm -hmm. like i think about if energy ever went out for five days there are people who only shop through couriers that wouldn't know how to get food. I think that's an exaggeration. There are people who don't go out shopping anymore, and all of a sudden they're gonna have to go get to. I'm telling you, man, it's gonna be it's gonna be way crazier than people think. We're not that far away from from regular shopping that people are not gonna know how to get food. Okay, Reg. Okay, we're not that far away, dude. Put some money on it. Um, what is a myth, Reg? Um, okay, this has something to do with, uh, and I've noticed this, especially with this uh, new Green Deal, the idea or this notion that you can somehow have progress without growing pains, like, people want us to get to carbon neutral by like 2030 or, or, or sooner if we could. And you look at the green deal, the new green deal, and it's like there's, it's gonna be a lot, a lot of pain if we try to do that. And people are like, this is why we, we shouldn't do it because 
you know, all these negative effects on how we live and it'll be like, it it'll means people can't necessarily have their big F-150s. You're going to have to get smaller cars. Uh, infrastructure is going to have to change. We, we're not going to have to have all this city sprawl where people live, uh, you know, t one hour away from work or something like that so that they can live in suburbs and stuff like that. And I'm like, th that is the problem with progress is that people want progress but they don't want it to affect them in any way shape or form and you can't have progress without growing pains or without any kind of pain uh if we want to save things we want to do things then it's going to require us to make difficult choices and sacrifice things that we may not want to sacrifice i mean you look at globalization for all its faults i mean it does help people, but it, all, the, the fault in globalization is the fact that we didn't do anything to help those that were going to be hurt by it. And, and when you look at progress, you need to be able to help those who are going to be negatively impacted. And, and that's the failure of progress, is not helping the disadvantaged. Yeah, because at this point, we have to decide whether or not we want to make the change that will save our planet and save our species, or if we're just going to be like, hey... We like this lifestyle, and we're okay. To, we're willing to drive off the cliff, right? Because I mean, all these people making all this money, and then what's eventually going to have to happen sometime down the road, or pretty soon, is I mean, you can have people who are multi-billionaires or trillionaires if that's what's going to happen, but then you have to also look at maybe a basic human, you know, basic income for everybody. Like that's just something that's going to have have to happen, or you know, people start breaking down the guillotines. Yeah, I mean, because, listen, people aren't going to stand by and starve. And once it's everyone starving and those people eating, well, guess what? The starving folk are going to rush the gate. They're going to rush that, that dinner party. Yeah, I mean, people, when the car first came out, a lot of people in the horse and buggy industry went out of business. That's yeah, but that is that's the, what happens when you those are the brakes. You know, self-driving cars mean a lot of people are going to lose their jobs. Like uh, people who work on bus, bus drivers, drivers uh, taxi cabs, long haul truckers. So we yep. need to find ways to provide a lifestyle and life for those people as well. Like, and that's just yep. what happens when you have progress. Coal plants are going to shut down, and we need to start preparing for that now. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's, yeah. Um, do I have a myth? I've been trying to think of one. Um, beer before liquor never been sicker. I think that is a myth. I've proven that multiple times. Um, I don't think it matters the order that you drink alcohol. I think it matters what, how much food you've eaten before and whether you hydrate throughout the process. I was That's my wasn't it isn't it also has something to do with the alcohol content or something like that because well I mean, obviously um well actually I don't well here's the thing beer before liquor never been sicker if you drink a lot of beer before you drink liquor I could see that but having two beers and then switching to liquor you're going from lower alcohol to higher alcohol right but but your senses are dulled and stuff so that you're drinking more of the up the higher alcohol content than you well I mean would. yeah if you're irresponsible which is why I think people get sick isn't that the whole yeah, point well, of it again irresponsible mm. I, I, I just think that it's not about what you're drinking I think it's about who's drinking 
Well, I'll take your word on it. I only drink on occasion, so I'm not really an authority on that. But let's get into the Carson Corner and what's going on. We got a sort of lot to talk about. Things sort of blew up last week, so we got a, a few stories to talk about. So but we're going to get right into the Carson Corner because we do have some stuff we want to talk yeah, about. Yeah, because it has been an amazing week. Like, there are things that have been going on. I was like, man, was that last week, really? That all happened in this week? Yeah, that's what's so crazy. Um, but, again, you know, we'll even start with it. The Grammys were a week ago. Not that I watched it. Not that I actually care. Yeah, same but here. the Grammys were a week ago, and they feel like they were a month ago. That's how much stuff happened this week. But one cool thing I did want to mention, uh, my team, Manchester United, back in the top four. Uh, they did lose in the Champions League, uh, two nothing at home. They still have the return leg in in Paris, but uh, it just does not look good. But top four in the English Premier League—that's you know—that's basically the goal right now because we're not going to win the championship this year. But have faith. Uh, um, no, it's just mathematics. <laughs> mathematics. Uh, when it comes when it comes down to it, at this point. Um, but one person who has been loving it is Fiona because she gets. So many treats whenever they – she gets treats for when they score, treats for how many goals they win by, and obviously for the points they win. So over this last, you know, unbeaten streak, uh, she was getting fat. Mm. And she um, had, unfortunately had to go to the vet, didn't she? She did. Uh, she sprained her elbow, her back leg basically. Um, and it's right on the side where uh, – so my wife's parents breed um, breed labs. And Fiona, when she went to get certified, her back hip uh, was – it's not really good. So she couldn't be certified to breed, which was, you know, fine by us. But that's the same hip where the sprained elbow had. So right now she's on rest. Uh, she basically is just, you know, has multiple beds that we move her from. Uh, she's not allowed to really run around. And she is getting better. She's uh, only day three of medicine, so she's still got another 10 days, but she's getting a little bit better, so we're a little less worried. But they did an x-ray. They didn't see any um, ligament or tissue damage, so we're hoping that just over the next few days of medicine, she'll be able to get a little bit stronger. That's good. Yeah, she's I'm having to do girl. physical... Yeah, I'm having to do physical therapy on a dog. It's ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, and we're stretching your leg, and we're stretching your leg, and we're stretching your leg. And then she's like, oh! I'm like, yeah, that's going to hurt a little bit. And we're stretching your leg. The things we do for love, right? Right, right, right. Okay, um, what else is going on? Um, uh, I, I, Costa Rica! Yeah, Costa Rica. I cannot wait. Um, I Less than a month away. Right. I have to start packing my damn self, uh, because... That's how I roll. I pack early. Um, so I need to start doing that. Um, <laughs> I had this stupid idea for a certain type of, uh, you know, a, a vacation outfit. outfit. <laughs> and then I got you on board. And then Aranda's on board. So that's going to be an interesting picture. Um, yeah, so I also have to buy... That's what I need to do. I'm, I'm going to do that uh, tomorrow. I need, have to buy a... Um, a camera, because I want to have a decent camera, not just like my phone camera. Yep. So I'm doing that tomorrow, hopefully. 
Perfect. Yeah, I just got a new camera body after my old camera got stolen uh, a couple years ago. And luckily, I had all the lenses that mm-hmm. those didn't get stolen, so I just had to buy a new body, and now it's like I'm right back in it. That's good. Um, what kind of camera do you have? I have a Canon Rebel T6, I think, or it's either T5 or T6. Um, but, you know, once you get the body, you can buy lens separately. And I already have, like, a couple of 35-millimeter uh, cameras, and I have a whole other set that came with the other one. So I didn't have to buy the whole thing. I just bought the piece I was missing. Okay. Yeah, it's not a way, bad way to do it. But, yeah, so one other thing I need to do is I need to buy uh, new luggage because my, my luggage did not survive my last trip. I mean, it's still good enough, but... Uh... I'm not going to risk it. It's on yeah. the last wheels. I need to put that shit out the pasture. Yeah, man. I would say check out uh, um, Craigslist, man. I'm not buying luggage off Craigslist. I, Dude, I found some the two giant really bags. Cheap. The two giant bags that we have, those the awesome bags that we always bring, they're so easy to carry. I don't, well, one, I Becky don't got one bags. Of I don't get people that travel with those kind of bags. Like, Why not? Because you can put way more stuff. No, man. Get a hard case. Hard case. I don't see the point of getting a hard case. It limits the space that you can carry. It's, it's easier to carry. You just wheel this thing along. I don't get those people that get that stuff and then it's like, it's is it's obtuse. It's weird to handle. Oh my god, I don't even get it. I'm only carrying it from the. From, I'm basically dropping it off and I'm carrying it from the pickup to the rental car from the rental car to the house from the house back to the rental car from the rental car back to the to the handoff like where are you going that you're carrying all this luggage all this way also it doesn't help that i hate loading those things also so that might also have a part to do with it yeah well you should try using when you realize why you why you see so many of them Mm -hmm. we don't see a lot of them actually well you would know (laughs) i can refute that (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh man but yeah uh also weight loss god man i'm just so pissed it's like i don't know like two steps forward one step back because like I'm, I'm i've lost i'm down to 240 but that means like in these past couple of weeks i've only lost like four pounds and that's just seems really fucking ridiculous to me like I feel like I should have lost more than that, and I've been working out, and I've been eating healthier, and it's like, I don't know what... How much water do you drink? I'm drinking water regularly. I need to drink more. That's definitely part of it, maybe, but I don't think it's so much that I'm not losing the weight that I should be losing, or I feel like I should be losing. I, so, I think you should try drinking a gallon a day. That's what um, – when I was in college, there was a guy who was a amateur bodybuilder, and he was just like, if you can drink near a gallon a day, he's like, you'll lose a lot of weight just by – I mean, you basically will piss it out, and you'll sweat it out. Hmm. I think you should get on – whatchamacallit – on – try doing a month of biking like 125 miles on, the, on, like a, on a bike. That's a great way to just sit and sweat. Yeah. Like, Maybe. That's what it is – because Cardio? like I'm I'm running and stuff and I'm like I'm doing amazing miles like some of my best times I've ever done in my whole running little 
thing, you know, and it's just like, I mean, I did a almost under 10 mile, 10 minute rather, I think it was like 10 minutes 40, 1030 or something, and then that's like one of my fastest miles ever, and like I've, I'm doing that consistently, and it's just, there's no way going anywhere, and I'm like, what the fuck is going on? It's, well, maybe try instead of running faster, run longer. That could be it. That could be it. But I, I'm telling you, man, when I was, and that's something I'm going to try and get back to this month, um, is biking 100 miles a month. When I was doing that, I was just sweating so much because you're doing like 7-mile, 8-mile, 10-mile trips. So that's why I would do like 7, 8, and then a 10-mile um, like bike on Friday afternoon after work and then be done for the weekend. Mm-hmm. But, like, doing that stuff, I would just be drenched in sweat getting off of that bike. And I wouldn't have to work out and do any other stuff. Just something to consider. Yeah. I, I did that when I was uh, – the year before I got married, and I lost a shit ton of weight that year. What else is going on? So I found this new app. Uh, what's the name of it? Body, Body Bot. It's, like, um, it will, you know, create this regimen, this workout regimen for you. So I'm trying that. It's got a um, a yearly thing, like it's like sixty dollars a year, which is really nothing in, in the long run. But like I'm trying the trial right now just to see if I see any improvement or or you know if it's worth it. But I think I might just bite the bullet and try it for a year. I mean, it's sixty dollars. I've wasted more on less. It's kind of the way I look at it. Plus, I think I'm going to stick with it. Plus, what I really like about it is it lets you curtail your, um, you know, your, your training based on, on what you have. You know, like, I, I set it up for um, gym. You know, it's like, well, what equipment do you have in your gym and stuff like that? So it won't give you, like, exercises that you can't do. So I can also set it up for, like, at home. So I can do stuff at home. So it's it's pretty cool. And I'm using Planet Fitness again. Uh, I started that last month, beginning of the year, really. But I, I like that uh, you can do just about everything you need to on your own. Like I can lift weights and all that stuff because they have those certain those special uh, weight lifts that kind of you know they catch themselves. So you can basically do everything by yourself, which is pretty cool. I agree, man. I'm really excited. I am not getting too close to 200, to be honest. Um, I've put on some weight, but I've also been doing protein shakes in the morning to, you know, have something a little lighter, but still give me the energy and the nutrients I need. But I've also been doing a lot of lifting. Like the last two weeks, I've been using the downstairs um, bench and squat and all the instruments I have downstairs. So, Trying to put on some muscle, so I don't think I'm going to get to 200 anytime soon. I think I'm going to end up bulking up a little bit or toning out, I guess. Yeah, I was talking about my dismay with my weight loss, and um, Porkchop mentioned, he's like, I see all the miles you're doing. You're probably putting on muscle, too. Yeah, that is true. And I was like, yeah, I guess that's true, and it could explain things. But, I mean, I got down to 235 doing basically what I'm doing now at one point. So I don't know, but and, and you know what I mean. I I hate. I know people always like weight is just a number, and that's something that I kind of balk at because I think, well, I mean, I get the the premise behind it, you know, because it is more than just you know what you weigh on the scale. 
that that's important. But um, I don't know where was I going with that. Oh yeah, but like yeah, weight is a, just a number. But but I am noticing like other things. Like for instance, my um, you know my pants are getting smaller and stuff like that. So you know there are other improvements. So it's not like I'm just sitting here doing nothing. I guess. Well, I mean, progress is progress, right. you know. If you're adding if you're adding muscle and you are, you know, like you say, losing weight in your waist and losing weight in the right areas and feeling healthier, you know, that really is the true progress. Uh, you know, a num- weight really is just a number, especially yeah. when you can craft your body in different ways. Um, but unless you got anything else, I think that's going to be it for my um, portion of the Carson Corner. Yeah, I think that's about it. Um, I'm still waiting for my new schedule for work, but uh, we're we're bidding soon because what we do is we bid every like three, four months or something, get a new schedule kind of thing. And uh, well, now that I'm full time, um, bottom of the fucking barrel. I mean, the very bottom. <laughs> There's like five people in front of me. I mean, behind me. So I know my schedule is gonna be shitty. Which which I'm okay with because I'm, you know, it, I wanted to get it full time because more money, better benefits, all that jazz. But it's gonna suck because like I don't, I seriously doubt I'll still be able to do cinema chat, which sucks. Oh, that sucks. Yeah. I mean, I could just give away my every Friday, but I don't. I don't know. We'll see. I'm not gonna worry about it till it happens. Yeah. Um, well, hopefully that doesn't happen. But, um, I guess this is going to be it. Let's get right into uh, what's going on. And we're going to, we're going to fly through a few things just because these things were sort of news, but now haven't, uh, really aren't news. Elizabeth Warren, uh, Amy Klobuchar, uh, have both joined the race, um, Amy Klobuchar is actually having a CNN town hall special on President's Day um, that evening. She's gonna, I guess they're just gonna do that for everyone who joins the race. Although Elizabeth Warren hasn't got one, and neither has uh, Cory Booker. I wonder if that's those are in the works or if, um, I don't know. It, it'll be interesting to see if they plan on doing this with everyone who joins the race because it's gonna be a crowded field. Um, especially considering they did one for. Uh... That the the billionaire dude who, um, yeah, what's his name? Uh, from Starbucks. Yes, the Starbucks guy. They did one for him, and he's hasn't even officially joined the race. Well, I'm sure that was more about sponsorship and uh, buddy shaking hands. Yeah, you know, helping a buddy out, but you know that didn't really help him out in the end. He came off very um, what's the word? Poorly. Yeah, unrelatable, and he seemed very out of touch. Um, But yeah, there is a big uh, commotion about whether or not uh, Kamala Harris listened to rap or not when she admitted to smoking pot on The Breakfast Club earlier this this week. I believe that was an interview on Monday. And she claimed, depending upon who you talk to, that she's... Listen, 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 okay? I'm not getting into this, Reg. We're not getting into this, okay? No, because this is actually something I kind of wanted to talk about, because I kind of wanted to... I want to get your opinion on it, and... But but go ahead. Go ahead. Listen, it infuriates me. I'll tell you my opinion. It infuriates me. She very clearly... 
And this is the thing. I was watching um, Morning Joy on, on Saturday or Sunday. Mm-hmm. Um, and Joy Reid's there. They're talking. And, and, you know, they're talking about Kamala Harris. They have, like, three um, black talking heads on. One being um, Donna Brazile, who I can't even understand why she's allowed to be on television anymore, considering how corrupt that woman is. Like, Right. Although, I will say this. It is a sign of equality that now black people who do corrupt shit aren't immediately like tossed out, tossed out into the gutter. <laughs> you know, like now they can just still slide right back into a talking position, like the Corey Lewandowski's of, of. Uh, I, I will say that is something that I've always thought about. With is a good sign of a post-racial America or whatever. I'm like, we'll have met. Uh, like racial and economic equality and parity and all that jazz when when people like when we can have a black bush you know or a black not, not, not only that when black celebrities can not pay taxes for like seven years and then not go to jail just catch up on their payments yeah. and everyone be okay with it that's when you know true equality has reached america because I think about especially when like people get nominated for cabinet positions and you find out they have like a two hundred and forty thousand dollar tax loan like yeah. bill that they haven't paid in five years and they're like oh don't worry uh, you know and all of a sudden it gets paid up and no one goes to jail about that shit I mean if I was Wesley if I was Wesley Snipes I'd be fucking pissed Little Kim I'd be pissed yeah, yeah but yeah. but anyway but let's, yeah, let's so talk about it, this thing real quick. It makes me mad because very clearly um, they asked her, did she smoke? And she said, yeah, and I inhaled. Everybody chuckles, yada, yada, yada. Um, one of the one of the uh, talk show hosts says, uh, what do you listen to? She doesn't answer. She's thinking. And then Charlemagne the God says, what were you listening to when you smoked? And she goes, um, he's like, were you listening to Snoop? And she's like, yeah, I was listening to Snoop. I was also listening to into Tupac, except for the problem is that she graduated college in 1986, and they didn't start making records in 1991, 92, um, respectively. And all these people were just, like, rushing to defend her uh, as if she was like, no, 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 she was saying well, that's what she listened to. She listened to Snoop and Tupac now. She got confused or she misheard and it's like, no, 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 man. You can clearly see her looking Charlemagne the God in the face saying when he prompts her with Snoop and she says, yes, I listened to Snoop while smoking and Tupac. Right. She lied. Like, she lied. But but here's the thing, though, and this is why I have such a problem with it because either she lied to Pander or what's worse is maybe she did because, like, either she didn't smoke or she was just saying, you know, I think, you know, I'll be popular if, of course, you smoke weed. You listen to Pac when you smoke weed or whatever, you know, if you're a black person. Or she was smoking pot and listening to Tupac and Biggie and all of them. But the problem with that is if she did that, she was doing it while she was a assistant, you know, a DA. So she was putting people to prison for doing the same thing that she was doing. That's the problem I have with it. And people are like, well, even if she was smoking and calling, so what? It's not a big deal. I'm like, no, it is a big deal when she, when people's lives were ruined because of the things she did. Like, and people's lives were ruined for the things that she also was doing. Like, that's a problem to me. Like, that's the reason people are like, Kamala Harris is a cop. 
because she's putting people in jail and ruining lives for stupid shit and then now she wants to come out against the system that she was a part of well that's that's the thing for me i don't i actually don't think it's a problem that she smoked weed in college and then became a cop and put people away people do that all the time that's i don't i don't think that they don't run for i don't think they run for office though i I, like that's a problem let me me, no i i I disagree with it like smoking pot when you're in college or when you're in high school that's the same thing as underage drinking like would you say the same thing about someone who is like i don't think nobody's gone to jail for underage drinking for 15 years I get that, Reg. I understand. But what I'm saying is there, I don't think there's a problem with you doing that in college before you are in that profession and then joining a profession where that becomes something you have to do. I My, my issue is not so much that. My issue is the fact that she built a career on charging – on putting people away for a long time for these things, for her to joke about it or to then flip around and realize that like, oh, now marijuana is popular – Right. Let me act like I'm part of this weed culture. Like that's my issue with 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 the whole thing. And again, my problem with this whole issue is not even so much. Yeah, maybe she lied. Maybe she was pandering, and and she thought it's like what's what's something that that black people listen to? Tupac, Biggie, Tupac, Snoop. I'm from California. Everyone in California listens to Tupac, Snoop. That's I get that. My my problem is not just that. My problem is all these supporters and talking heads who are just bending reality to make it so that she didn't lie. Right. Or that like, like it's not a problem. Or if it's a problem, the problem is Is you. you. Yeah. And and that's and that's the thing I'm like I'm just getting tired of. It's just like already you have all these people who are coming out and who are endorsing her for her running and for in endorsing her. She doesn't have a platform, she doesn't have any policy stuff, she doesn't have anything besides like a basic website right now and you're already endorsing her it's it's like, Hillary Clinton all over again all over again the chosen one all over again and this is this is how you get Trump you want Trump again because this is how you get Trump again yeah letting them have an actual debate first before you even start endorsing people because and, I mean if you look at it on paper this is Kamala Harris is exactly the candidate the Democratic Party with with would go into a lab to create for this for this uh election in this cycle she's a woman she's black and she's left of center left enough that that people you know and I'm like god I'm so sick of, I'm just I'm just sick and tired of it yeah, it's and the thing for me is just like I am tired of hearing you know what, I'll talk about it actually later when we do something else. Um another big story last week was um Representative Elon Omar of Minnesota, who was forced to apologize after um some tweets of her uh were considered anti Semitic by many in on the left and the right and the center. Um after uh a good deal of criticism over uh, 24 hours. She apologized, but she did also address the fact that there needs to be a um, accountability for the crimes that that do occur in Israel and the victimization of the Palestinians. Um, how did you feel about that? Because personally, I did. We I feel like we talked about this last week. Um, did we? I think so. Because I think it just she had just issued her apology. 
But but it doesn't matter because it was still big this week. So I mean, it still well, what, it still bears mentioning. But um, like I, I, well, I what was big this? Wait one second. Uh-huh. Um, what was big this week was actually her um confrontation in the the uh, foreign committees. Uh, God, what's that shit called? Foreign Affairs Committee. Yeah, Jesus. Because people are all like, they want her. They they think that she ought to. Well, they're saying she ought to step down or some bullshit like that. Uh, did you see her get into it with the guy who was previously um, convicted in the Contra? What you call it? Yeah, yeah. Because uh, she went to task on that dude. That shit was fucking crazy. That dude was pissed. All of a sudden, he was just all lean back, and all of a sudden, she was just like, "Why should anyone trust you? You've already been proven to be a liar before." And he was like, "What? What?" Yeah. That dude nearly lost his shit. Um. But yeah, so like, I don't know. I still go back to this. I still think that, and this also goes along with the Kamala Harris thing. And and it's not just Kamala Harris. Uh, Amy uh, Klobuchar joined the race. Um, and then there was all these stories about how she's like a horrible boss or whatever. And people are like, well, you only hear that about women, which is kind of, which is That's true. That's very true. Very true. Um, but like when you just look at the numbers, she has the highest turnover of like one of just about anybody in Congress. She's one of the highest. Um, and, and I guess for me, the problem is we need to be able to criticize these people without being called sexist or or uh or anti-semitic or anything like that you know like you need to be able to criticize and and i feel like we still haven't come to a point where we can actually do that you know like i already can see the the tweets in the defense of kamala Harris that's going to be well you guys are just being racist or something like that. I mean, you can see it now with the fact that anybody who opposes Kamal Harris is a Bernie bro and a uh, hater of some kind. And it's like, we need to be able to have these discussions and talk about their actual character and platform and all that without just automatically dismissing uh, other people's uh, views out of hand. I agree 100%. And that's one of the things, like, I've been having this long-going discussion with um, an acquaintance who just literally I'll be talking about a specific issue with source information. She's just like, why is it that so many men and so many black men are afraid of women? And she's like, it ha- literally what is misogynist about me looking at her truancy program or looking at her drug arrest or looking at the fact that she had prosecutors who are caught multiple times um withholding evidence and her not punishing them because mm-hmm. like a lot of people will be what like, is sexist about right, that a lot of people are like you're not given this kind of uh looked at any other people like cory booker nobody's but but i think the difference is those people aren't the front runner and those people maybe you don't necessarily have the biggest ideological you know problem with them you know like for instance i mean kamala harris She's the front runner, so of course she's going to get more scrutiny. I honestly think that Cory Booker is a—he's a non-factor. I don't think he has any chance of winning. He needs to drop out. I think he's going to be one of the first ones to drop out because every at every opportunity he says or does the wrong thing. Like somebody was asking him um, 
do you think Trump is a racist? And he's like, and what does he, the obvious answer is just say yes. 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 You know, well, I don't know what's in his heart. I don't heart, know what's in his heart. Like, what the, who are you fuck? running for? Who do you think that you're, exactly. You have to get, you have to win the primary in order to, to win the election. And you're not going to win the primary by pussyfooting around and being all wishy-washy. If you can't say Trump is a racist, I've got no, we, you and I cannot have a conversation. I can't take exactly. anything that you're saying seriously. And and it's not a a thing of you know MAGA hats and, and all that join and and it's just it's just an honest truth. You look at his policies, you look at the things that he's done and said and tweeted. You look at his history, and dude is obviously a racist, or at the very least, he is a very much okay with racist. You know, so it, that I think makes you a racist. But whatever. But like then recently, somebody was asking him about blackface, and he was like. Well, you got to look into... You put yourself in a position of a white person. Excuse me? Excuse me, dog? You know, like, are you serious right now? It'd be like... Yeah, that's when, that's when you pull out the Randy Jackson from uh, American Idol. <laughs> yeah, that's going to be a no for me, dog. <laughs> that's going to be a no for me. Because it's like, if you put yourself in their position, they don't, you know, this is a weird time for them, and then they can't... I'm like, no, dude. Mm-mm. No, 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 you fuck. How are you going to be concerned about the victimizer? Right. You know, and then on top of it, he was like, I've had friends who, you know, I've been friends with forever. And I'm like, dude, you're almost 50. So you had your your 50 year old friends coming up to you and saying, can you explain this blackface thing to me? What the fuck? I've never had a person ask me, can you what's wrong with blackface? I've never had I've had people like try and defend blackface, yeah. but I've never had anyone be like I don't understand why this is wrong. Every single reasonable person gets why it's wrong. If you don't get why it's wrong, it's because you're like I don't. You're not saying why is it wrong. You're saying why can I, I still do it? <laughs> yeah. That's what you're saying. That's what you're saying. And like, here's the I mean, thing too. It's like to at the risk of defending Cory Booker, I'm not, but I, I think. I listened to what he said in his whole thing in context. And even in context, it doesn't make it any kind of better. But I will say this. I, I understand to a certain degree the idea of we need to be able to ask stupid questions or questions that might be problematic. Um, you know, and, and not automatically shoot those down or, or, you know, ruin those people or whatever. So, like, the sentiment... I understand to a certain degree and I'm not going to be like, well, he just said it wrong because I don't, but I don't think that that sentiment is exactly what he was actually trying to get across. Well, not only that, I'm sorry. I think that that certain questions need to be reserved to a certain segment of people in the world. If you're from Guatemala and you come to America and you're like, why can't you wear blackface? You'd be like, let me tell you about the history of this country. If you are white and living in this country and you get to adulthood, and you don't know why blackface is wrong, you were raised wrong. Yes. (laughs) Yes, sir. The first time you tried to put something to change your skin color, your parents should have been like, oh, no, 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 no. Honey, you don't do that. And then they have a talk, and then you never put blackface on your face ever again. That's the way it should have happened. Mm -hmm. Like, and, and this is the thing. Thinking about, like, the stuff going on in Virginia with their leadership. In 1984, it was too late. 
You should have known at the age of 24 in 1984 that blackface is not acceptable. Yeah, yeah. And 2018, 2019, 2017, I'm sorry. If you don't know it's unacceptable now, you're trying not to make it on. Like, you're just trying to be offensive. You're trying to to trigger people. Right. That, that, that's, it, like, there's no other way around. I don't it. want to have the blackface conversation again because, you know, we've done it far too much. But I'll just say this, and I, I want to move on after this, but, you know, the fact that it, it, what's, what ticks me off is everybody's surprised and shocked that this is a problem, that this is an issue, and, and people's shocked and surprised that this is something that they can't do because it wasn't too long ago that Megyn Kelly lost her show because she went on national television defending blackface and was acting like she didn't know that it was a problem. So why are we acting? So why do we go back to this shock value, this shock of, wow, I didn't realize this was an issue. Like, because America is psychopathic and like America doesn't want to actually deal with the emotion, so they just mimic what they think the emotion is supposed to be. Oh, my God. It's the same way it is whenever there's a a police shooting with a bad video or a police beating with a bad video, and everyone's like, what? They're beating black people? They're shooting unarmed black people? Like, it's it's just – listen, this is the last thing I'll say on the blackface. (laughs) There was a poll that they just released last oh, week. Oh, yeah, I'm glad you mentioned that because I 36% of people believe blackface is acceptable for Halloween costume. 36% of recently polled people after all this shit, still 36% of the people. Okay. Even okay, higher in for okay. conservatives. A little, a little caveat to that this poll came out. It, it happened to come out at the time that this whole blackface thing was going out, but the questions were, were asked before this came out, so... But still, after Megyn Kelly? Yeah, yeah, I'll give you that, but I'm just saying I wanted to give a, a little bit of um, uh, uh, more context to it, but, but what I thought was interesting was, like, you looked at, like, because they asked black people, they asked white people, they asked, you know, a whole bunch of people. And it was, like, black people was, like, 97% were, like, no, blackface is never okay. I want to know who, like, the... Because f- it was, like, 6% that were, like, it could be okay in certain situations. I'm like, who are those 6%? I, I would like to know who they are, you know? But but what, what I found not shocking was that conservatives and, and right-leaning people, it was... Uh, or like the highest that it's okay in certain circumstances or that it's not necessarily bad because like you looked at uh, people on the left that were asked and uh, I think it was uh, white on the left or consider themselves liberals it was like closer to 50% above 50% I want to say I'd have to look at it again but yeah so it's like it's one of those things where it's definitely a people on the right think that this shit is okay still racist yeah I'd, I'd like to see racist a poll like that racist. now like after all this is done you know just to see if it has changed any um man we got so much to talk about yeah let's let's uh, do this stuff real quick listen um roof bed Ginsburg back in the building yay um, so that's <laughs> yeah, yeah. Ha- happy about that. Um, there's a chance that Trump may face a challenge in 2020 from a former Massachusetts governor. Uh, we'll 
post new news on that if that I don't actually think that's happens. Happen just because they made that statement uh, that uh, they're full support of the Republican Party. Yeah, the, yeah, things could change, man. That Mueller report might change things point, up. And and in um, some happy sports news, uh, and this is again, there's no details right now, but Colin Kaepernick. Um, has settled with the NFL. Um, Colin Kaepernick, who was the other player? He's still playing with... It uh, doesn't matter. I'll think of his... It will come to my mind. He plays for the Panthers now. He just got a three-year, $21 million contract. But they both just um, settled their collusion case. Uh, there have been no details about, um, uh, you know, any... Uh, what's it called? Financial... Um, settlement for the grievance but there has been rumors that it's possible that he might even be signed for this coming season but again that would be a huge shock not just considered not because he's been away for so many years but just to have had this thing go on have it collapse have this settlement and then have him back would be strange you'd be like why would rumor that it was close to 60 million but i don't know if that's a lot or not because i heard a lot of people like my god can you imagine uh, getting paid a star quarterback's wages and never actually playing a game for past years or whatever. So I don't know well, if that's true or not. I heard that I heard something like that it was like sixty to seventy two million dollars, but that would that was also the rumor that went with that was like that would be a would come with a um basically a settlement that he wouldn't try to seek employment with from the NFL. They basically would be paying him for like eight years or ten years. Giving him like an eight-year contract and then being like, okay, now this is what your value was at that time that you missed, and you know, we you go your way, we go our way. Mm. Which I don't think the NFL would do that because the PR on that shit would be terrible. Like that would be bad. But when we get more details, um, I will definitely bring that back as the um, the representative of sports ball on Brother to Brother podcast. Um, but I did want to get into some Trump talk just because there have been a few developments um, in the world, the, the sphere that is Trump. Um, Paul Manafort, uh, the Mueller uh, team has suggested that he be given somewhere between 17 and 25 years. Which is basically a um, life sentence. That's a life sentence, old. yeah. Yeah, he'll die, he'll die in prison. So if that happens, his only chance would be to get a pardon. But for him to get a pardon would mean he'd have to legally admit to everything that he did. Um, so that would be interesting to see if Trump would actually do that because in the end that would hurt him. Um, but I, you know, Trump being Trump, I imagine he would just let Manafort fucking rot. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, who's that other joker who just got – Roger Stone um, – a judge just put a um, what's it called? Uh, not a squash. Uh, Gag order. Basically, on the president, basically saying that he oh, not on the president, on um, Roger Stone, basically saying how much he can talk about the president because he basically doesn't want him to be communicating through tweet and through sound bites to Trump or anyone on Trump's team. So. That just got enforced, and the Mueller team this week also mentioned that they say ha- they have, for the first time, direct evidence of his communications with WikiLeaks, which, if true, could be the first real sign of collusion between the Trump team, even if it's not Trump himself, but 
that's a big, uh, you know, that is, that could be really, this could be the hole in the dam that really starts to crack and the collapse. Um, but most importantly in Trump talk, Trump this week signed the spending bill, which will keep the, uh, the government open for the next few weeks or months, um, preventing another shutdown. But one thing that he didn't do is I believe he refused to sign a bill that allowed contractors to get back pay for the time that they were off during the shutdown. So as of right now, I don't think contractors who were on government contracts are getting paid for the time that they were, that they missed without, um, uh, without employment due to the shutdown, which I think is pretty fucked up. Yeah. Yeah. Because what's fucked up about that is like, when you think contractors, you think, you know, like, I don't know, Halliburton or something like that and, and people like that. But what it is, is it's, you know, that's the wrong way to look at it because it's people who work on the staff, you know, people who, janitors, chefs, you know, uh, that's why he served those hamburgers and shit because there's a shutdown and they didn't have um, contractors. Kit- kitchen yeah, staff they didn't have kitchen staff. So, like, those are the people that are getting hurt. Um, so, yeah, so, like, that is so unfortunate that those, because they're the people who needed it the most and are going to get hurt, you know, couldn't weather that the most are, are the ones who are getting uh, screwed over. So it, it's, you know, unfortunate. Um, but once again, it's not, not a surprise coming from Trump. But I think also one of the, the biggest thing about all this is the fact that Trump went and declared a national emergency to get his fucking wall built. And, you know, I mean, the, the problem, he, he went against just about everybody, uh, you know, McConnell's like, don't do this. All these Republicans were like, don't do this. It's not going to... Because, you know, they're cons- what they're concerned about is what if... Uh, because once you do this, it sets a precedent that it's okay to do. You know, so then you get a national emergency to deal with the gun situation. Or you get a national emergency to deal with climate change or something. I'm almost for it at this point. Like, if it costs us $8 billion, but the next president can come in and be like healthcare is a national emergency single payer we're taking it from the military budget i'm okay, i might be okay with that yeah that's that's where i'm at right now too like i there's part of me that's like is that where i'm at right now but i think the problem with that is and this is the biggest problem with all of this is that it, it's eroding um democracy because the the legislative branch, the Congress, has been allowing the government, not the government, but allowing the president, the executive branch, to take more and more power. The ex- and this isn't just a Trump thing. And this goes back to Clinton. Nope. It goes back to Reagan. It goes back a while. Like, all our lives, we've seen the president become more and more powerful. There used to be a time when the president, would, when the Congress would hold checks against the president. They stopped doing that because they know that the president is there for four, maybe eight years. So anything bad, they can blame on the president. And they don't really have to do anything, and they don't have to take any heat for the decisions that they make. The problem with that is, with a president as, as powerful as he is, it only, you know, we're trending more towards a strongman president or a, a dictator president, and and we have these checks and balances for a reason. And if the president is successful here, then what is the point of Congress? Because the president can rule by fiat. He can rule by executive decision, executive action. Especially if 
the Supreme Court, which is very political right now and very partisan, upholds it. Like, if they just choose upon, like, conservative lines or Republican lines, which, you know, Trump is a conservative now, so he represents conservatives, but if they go along those lines and they'll side with him and he wins and he gets his wall built and then the next president is just as powerful as Trump. You know, you never go backwards. So, like, that's that's the real danger here because he already controls the military. So what's to prevent the president from doing all these things that people have said that Obama was going to do, that he'll come for your guns and, and shit like that? There's nothing to do it if the executive, if the legislative branch doesn't want to do their job. And that's what I find most scary about that. Like, there is a fever dream of uh, a president, a Democratic president, um, saying, hey, I'm just going to declare an emergency and we're going to deal with this gun issue. But really, that's not something we should really want. Well, you just gave me a great question that we're going to ask later in the show. Um, As a matter of fact, why don't we just go ahead and move on to it? Okay. Unless you have... Um, is there um, anything else about this Trump thing? No, I think that's it. I mean, he's definitely going to take a loss. And I, I just wanted to mention real quick uh, what I thought was the funniest thing about all this. Like, he did this for, like, Rush Limbaugh and uh, um, uh, Ann Coulter, and then Ann Coulter comes out and is just slamming him left and right. Dude, listen, the, the dilemma that has been going on throughout the Twitterverse, throughout society, is just like, what happens when the majority of America agrees with Ann Coulter? When she says something yeah. that actually makes sense and vibes with reality, what happens? Because I love that she's like, he's doing this. There is no emergency. He's doing this to scam the dumbest people in America, which are his base. I was like, damn! Yeah, and she went out she went and said that... Uh, the only national emergency is that our president is an idiot. I'm like, wow, that is, that's some bullshit, Ann. Why well, you gotta hit him like that? Yeah. And then he's trying to act. He's like, I don't know Ann Coulter. I don't, I don't know why he's saying he doesn't know people. Like, what does that have to do with anything? Well, my thing is just like, and this, it just dawned on me, um, sometime on Saturday. This is what it must have been like to be a citizen in like a nation that had a king when your king was losing his mind but there was no like way to get him out of power because he had like full control because like donald trump does and says stuff that's like it's obviously stupid but he also does stuff where he'll be like hey um i don't know this person and it's like donnie we have photos of you next to that person right you know we like, have your tweets when you're talking about how cool this person is what, what you talking about dude like do you do you not realize we can see these things like it really makes me wonder if he really is having dementia i think he has full-on dementia i that's what i honestly think and, and i think again this is what scares me the most about democracy and all in all this is the fact that we can see that this is obviously a problem and people like McConnell are still coddling him and still, they're not doing their jobs. They're not pushing back. There should, you would think that if we had problems that we're having right now, there would be, you know, people and safeguards in in place to make sure this didn't happen. And there are safeguards like that in place, but no, you know, Republicans don't want to do it because they can get as many people on the court as they want, you know, under him. And it's like, that's ridiculous that, 
you're selling out everybody for some short term political gain. Well, that about sums it up, Reg. I don't think I could have said it better. Um, I think that's going to be it for what's going on. Yeah, yeah. Let's. Um, it's time to move on. Um, uh, before we move on, Rich, how was the uh, NBA All Star on for Charlotte? Did that muck stuff up? I or did you barely I notice? Didn't notice. Yeah, uh, yeah. I'm the wrong person to ask. I mean, there. Well, I, guess, I was wondering if like traffic was better, if, like was worse, or if there were seemed like there were a lot of you know just a lot more people around. Not really. I didn't notice it. If if it was, um, I mean. A lot of people, we had problems at work, like people just calling out and partying too much and shit like that, but I mean. Aside from that, it wasn't like an invasion. It wasn't like Comic-Con or anything like that. I mean, there was a lot of problems downtown, apparently, because like they they tried to use this as a test run for the Republican convention, which is coming in 2020. And like it had all these problems because like, for instance, uh, you know, of course, the poor neighborhoods were more impacted by traffic delays and and they they changed uh, bus routes and uh, routes for the um, light rail, and they made these new rules like you can't you can only have clear plastic bags on on certain trains and stuff like that. And the like, there's one train that goes because like downtown is the hub, so like everything moves into downtown and then spreads out, right? So if you're going into downtown, you had to get off before the hub stop. If you didn't have a plastic bag and then walk to the hub and then get on, catch another train or bus. So it's like the people most impacted by that, of course, are, you know, people who rely on public transportation. So in that sense, it was a big failure. Mm. Y'all done fucked up and you ain't ready. She wasn't ready. Well, this is episode 69 and we're going to get freaky. Um, now we're going to move on to our Culture Kings, who were our number one um, podcast on both our lists, I believe, when we did our Getting Ranked podcast episode on that. For our Culture King question, we decided to do a couple of their Would You Rathers. We're going to start off with one I created. Reg, would you rather take the knowledge of today, but wake up at the... Actually, no, this is one that they did. Would you rather take the knowledge of t- have the knowledge of today, all the way up to today, but wake up at the age of 10... Or wake up ten years from now, making a hundred thousand dollars, but having lost those ten years. I'd rather have all wake up at ten with all the knowledge of today. If if you can't make that kind of money with everything that you know today, then I don't know. I don't know what to say about you. You need then you never be able to make any kind of money. I mean, just the fact that you would know sports scores, or not not necessarily sports scores, you would know who won. Well, just a. Ch- yeah, and the trends and people to bet yeah, on. Yeah, like I would know to bet on. I'm not a sports guy, but I would know to bet on New England whenever they're in the in the Super Bowl. Yeah, I would know. Hey, when to when that Michael Jordan fella comes around, Dad, you're gonna want to put a lot of money on. Yeah, him. yeah. Um, and this this thing, Apple, buy, right. dump all of your money into at ten. It. Apple would have, I think, would have just gone public, maybe, or, or would have gone public around then. Yes, that would be, what, 91 for you? 93 for me? I mean, yeah. I mean, you could really jump on board things. Because I think there's some things that would change, but there are also some things, some balls that would bounce differently. But I also think there would be a lot of stuff that would just, because of the way things are trending already, they would say the same. I would invest in Blizzard Entertainment, you know? Mm. 
Spotify and Facebook. Mm-hmm. Get in early. Netflix. I would have gotten in on Netflix on the ground floor, then sold it. Um, yeah, I definitely agree with that. For me, moving forward in ten years, making a bunch of money is cool, but like losing ten years of memory, it would be the worst. Right. Even if you had faint memories of them, but you had no like significant um, ties to them, you didn't really care that much. That would be terrible for me. Because it'd be a bunch of people that you don't know. That's just weird. Yeah. Or even worse, you're like, you're my best friend, and we have all these photos of us on vacation, family vacations, and but I don't really know you. Yeah. Um, and God forbid you had kids, you'd be like. Damn, you're like nine, and I don't give a fuck about you. Um, or I don't really know why I do. Uh, this is their most recent question, Reg. Now, would you rather lose your past memories and make new ones, or keep your past memories but never really be able to create new ones? And I agree with Edgar. Jackie's going in a dark place with this question. I think I would rather... lose my old memories and be able to create new ones because if not then you're in a 50 day situation where every day is new and that's that'd be fucking horrible there's you know I think the worst case scenario is I have no attachment to everybody that I know I don't because you know I don't have memories to share with them and even though I have pictures and things like that you know, what if I no longer have an attachment to those people? Well, I could always meet new people. Yeah, or meet them over right. again. Meet them as new people. Um, I did like the caveat they said that, like, the people, the significant people, your family and stuff like that, those would still have attachment. Because... I think the hardest thing would be potentially losing the people. I mean, like, I okay, so we're married, but why? And like, I think that would be heartbreaking. But if you had that little with that caveat, I would definitely go with moving forward, keeping my making new memories. Yeah. And now I'm gonna add my own little would you rather, because um, you were talking when we were discussing this episode about you know the erosion of the checks and balances and what the potential for a president who just basically ruled through emergencies, through emergency powers. Now, let me ask you this, though. Would you trade the wall and we'll say $15 billion, that's what it ends up costing, and Kamala Harris for two terms for a guaranteed we'll say, generation of democratic power um, and a president who used emergency powers for health care and education. Wait, so Trump gets his wall? Yep. And what else now? And, and we get a Democrats in charge for a generation? Yes, but and Kamala Harris becomes president for two terms, eight years. And then after that, you have like a supermajority for like ten more but years. But we get universal. What do we get now? What do we get again? You, you get a president after the eight years of Kamala Harris, because she ain't doing this, who uses emergency powers for health care and education. Uh, yeah, I'd be willing to. Yeah, 
I would glad I would help them build their racist monument at that point. <laughs> <laughs> wow, I didn't I didn't know if you would go for that. Um, yeah. Get universal health care and and all that jazz. Fuck yeah, I'd, I'd make that deal. Ten years and then another ten years. Yeah, I'd probably make that deal too. I mean, I I think I'd make the deal now if he does if he does get the emergency powers to make the wall because. Next president should be like, yo, people are voting you in so that you do universal health care. Do this shit. Um, I guess that leads us to our final segment. Oh, wait, Reg, wait, real, quick, you... real quick. Um, oh. There's another question from Culture Kings. Would you, rather, would you rather be able to open doors but you can't close any doors? Or you can close doors but you can't open any? That this question for me when they first discussed it and people were debating it heavily, I was like, I don't know what you people are talking about. Open doors, but not be able to close them. Like, and even if you're like, I can't pull a hook to close them. I can't. The only way I can get someone to close the door is for me to is for someone else to close the door to get someone else to close the door. Here's the deal: I do that all day, and. This is the the thing I was thinking about. I don't think anyone brought up. I can walk through my front door. Reg, you can imagine it. I can close the door as much, as close as possible without closing the door. That's a good point. I think that's a bit of a cheat. I don't think that counts. Uh, but no, It's not a cheat. I'm not closing the but door. But I'll say this. What they didn't think about is you can install things that close doors for you. Exactly. You open open your uh, refrigerator and it automatically closes. Most of the times. You know, unless your refrigerator is really, really old or something. But, like, it closes on its own. That that is a non-problem, in my opinion. Not being able to close the door. So, but being, you know, just standing around. There are going to be areas where there are problems, like in your car. You can get door closers. Well, you'd have to. I like, mean, that's the thing. think about it. People who uh, have uh, special needs, you know, oh, they have to have these things. Well, again, it all, it all depends on what counts on, on you closing the door. Like, because if it's... I didn't close the door. The door was closed. I mean, think about it. When you go through automatic doors, did you close that door? No. It closed automatically. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I guess. But... I mean, I'm not listen. I'm on the open door thing. The closed door thing is crazy. Yeah, because then if, if you just sit there and wait for a door to close or to open for you, you know, sitting around waiting for people to open doors. How are you getting out of the shitter in a public shitter? How are you getting? You sleep the. If you're driving, how do you get out of your car? <laughs> oh, that too. Shit. Hey, yo, yo, yo! Can you open this door for me? What? Excuse me, excuse me, excuse me! Can you open the door for me? <laughs> If somebody asked me to open the door for them because they couldn't open I wouldn't, the door, I'm like, I wouldn't. Nah, man, I've seen too many movies. The only the only reason why I would do is if he was like, "Hey, my door is locked from the outs from the inside. Can you open the door?" Because I've been, I've had buddies who had okay, cars. Okay, but you that. know what I say? Roll, Roll down, down your window. window. <laughs> exactly. There it is. Roll down your window, bro. Roll down your window. Can't help you. Can't help you. I don't know what's going Can't on. But I want no part of it. <laughs> You're about to show me your penis, aren't you? That's what I would be thinking. You're about to show me your penis. Uh, wow, that, that, yeah, yeah. Open doors. Open doors. Yeah, so we want to thank you all for listening. Um, as always, you know, we do appreciate it. And if you could subscribe and, you know, share this with other people, we, 
you know, that helps us get those views and those looks and uh, helps grow the show. But um, until then, uh, we'll talk to you guys next week. But as always, please speak your truth. Tell your story. Stay woke. And now that we're at the end of the show, uh, we're going to borrow a little something from Ologies. We're going to tell you all a little secret about ourselves. Thank you for listening to the very end. And uh, here's my secret. I have to sometimes... I have to clip my own eyelashes. <laughs> it's a weird thing, I know, but for some reason my eyelashes just grow too long. Like, so long that they curl over each other and, like, grow out and then grow back in. So, like, I've actually scratched my cornea quite a few times because my eyelashes just grow way too long. So when they get too long, I have to cut them. It's weird, I know. It sucks. But the things you have to do. I even have an eye, wow. eyelash curler because I have to make sure they don't do weird shit. <laughs> I am shocked. Um, my secret is... Well, since it's episode 69, let me be a little freaky. My secret Not is... I like, to pee, I like to pee outside. I really like peeing outside. Winter, fall, summer, spring. There's something about feeling a breeze... While you're peeing. The problem is there's uh, not too many places to do it, so I don't get to do it that often. Only when I'm, like, camping. So what I'm hearing is your secret is that one day you're going to be on the sex offender watch list. No, so that's the reason why it's the reason why you can't do it that often, because you're like, if this goes wrong, this fucks up your life. But when you're, like, camping, you can be like, oh, man, I'm just out here peeing. Underneath the stars. Just paying. It's nice. Just paying. I don't get to do this often. It feels great. Oh, what was that? I heard a branch. Yeah, so when you get those chances, do it. It's like sex in a pool. It's not very often that you get a chance to do it, but you should do it. Sex in a pool? Yeah. Mm. Sex in a pool, bro. Mm. You should. Nah, trust me, man. That shit is on point. On point. And I don't think there were any repercussions, so... You know. That's my secret. Yeah. Okay, then. Bye-bye. Or bye-bye. Bye! And you can find Jonathan at TubbyWMF on Twitter and the Instas. And you can also follow him on Getting Ranked uh, podcast that he does that's here on the Brother Brother podcast network can we say we have a podcast network i'm saying yes <laughs> <laughs> and you can follow that twitter at getting ranked pc uh and you can find reggie aka hedonis at h-i-d-d-a-n-a-s uh he is a co-host for the cinema chat podcast you should check that out as well as a frequent guest and uh co-host on getting ranked uh, which again is at getting ranked PC. Uh, we hope you guys enjoyed the show. Please don't forget to um, review, rate, and subscribe. <laughs>